0: the team clear coat podcast we're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars we're probably not doing it well but it should be fun and we might actually learn something along the way i'm dave and i'm ian and this is our show what are we doing here i don't know i still don't know i'm dave i'm ian this is team clear coat after show after
1: dark except it's after 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 dark when it's light again
0: right several days later <laughs> ian how's it going buddy
1: not too bad not too bad
0: how are yeah. you excellent yeah. got yeah. A mouthful of tabby what is this can you can we say once and for all what it is we're doing here no we definitely can't do that oh okay all right no <laughs> okay that works for me too <laughs> i i don't think we can i i don't know i mean this is the after show this is uh dave and ian our friends the show yeah right yeah cheers cheers buddy cheers. Coffee, cheers. I, I made us some AeroPress. Mmm, delicious. For, for some reason, the bloom got really foamy, and I don't know why. <sighs> you and <your sighs> fucked up blooms. I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. What are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about video games. Let's talk about video games. We got to actually just sit down and play some video games. Right, yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we prioritize working on the podcast over, you know, just hanging out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So... shit sorry i need this coffee yeah not a problem there's more um and so it's nice just to hang out and play some video games like you know just a couple nerds would yeah and so we played a little bit of nuclear Throne. i was not very good at it you ran straight at every enemy i loved that even when you were out of bullets you just made click 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 and just went head first it's been so long since i played anything that's overhead like a top
1: down yeah yeah, uh the, the top down view is really hard for me to yeah, hard hard for me to, to wrap my head around again.
0: First of all, it's a game that's just straight-up known for being hard. Okay. Right? It is just it is known as a difficult game, and mm-hmm. it prides itself on that. Okay. It adds screen shake, so whenever enemies fire or explosions happen or anything, yeah. the screen does shake, and it's like something that you kind of have to get used to. Yeah, it's right? a little disorienting. I kind of view the world in screen shake now after logging over like 380 <laughs> hours on this game. Um, it's a top-down shooter like um, the classic game Robotron.
1: I don't think I've ever played
0: that. Or Geometry Wars, Yeah, you know, where you move with one stick and shoot and aim your fire with the other sh- yeah. stick.
1: Yeah. It takes a little bit of yeah. retuning your brain a little bit.
0: Right? Because there's that there's that thing where it's like, well, you kind of have to not watch where you are. You just kind of have to watch where you're going. Yeah. Right? Right. And where, where the bullets are coming from <clears throat> and just kind of, you can't fixate on obstacles right? right, coming towards you and you can't just like shoot and move in the same direction.
1: Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed to not watch my character and start watching the crosshairs, and right. I, I could kind of do that sometimes, and uh-huh. then I would get stuck up behind things and have to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of of uh, getting used to, but yeah. I lo- I fun. love that
0: game. Yeah, yeah it's that, fun. that's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, I haven't really taken to a video game like that where like that just kind of becomes my go to thing. Mm-hmm. Probably since like Tetris. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, because, I mean, like, for a long time when I had, like, the old school Game Boy when I was a kid, you know, I had a few other carts and stuff, but, like, I kept going back to Tetris because, I mean, it's very soothing to put blocks into other blocks and make them disappear, you know, but, like, Nuclear Throne is just, I don't know, I dig it. I dig it. All right. Yeah, and it taught me how to properly pronounce the word nuclear. (laughs) (laughs) Nuclear? (laughs) It's nuclear! Nuclear! Nu- good, nu- good job. Nuclear throne. That is hard for my Missouri accent. That does not... Yeah. Can you say it? Nuclear? Yeah. See, it sounds natural when you say it. I feel like it's forced. Oh. I feel like I have to make my brain go like, no, Dave, don't say it that way. Say it the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. N- nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear.
1: You're doing good, Dave. I think we're going get... to on Phonics I th- is working.
0: I think we're going to get picked up on like an NSA like thing like... <laughs> This podcast talks about nuclear things. Yeah. Well, we're, we can also talk about geopolitics because
1: when we were coming over, when I was coming over today, yeah, we were texting back and forth, huh, um, make sure that uh, it was an appropriate time for me to come over. Yes. And we were talking, we were discussing what I thought we were discussing, whether or not I could have some of your coffee when uh-huh. I got here. Right. Um, and you volunteered. You said, "Yeah, come on over. I'm ready for you. I just got a Brazilian," <laughs> is what you said to me. Uh huh. And so I came um, with a scuba mask, <laughs> and then you told me that Com- you weren't talking about pubic hair. So what? What were you talking about? Covered head to toe in coconut oil. Yeah,
0: just ready. Well, I got some nice uh, Brazilian coffee.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: that's what we're drinking.
1: That makes so much more
0: sense. That I also blended with pubic hair? You did you, but you yeah. really did just say the the sentence. I just got a Brazilian. I know, I know. I meant to type that. I'm ready yeah, for you. I'm ready for. I you. just got a Brazilian. I just got a Brazilian. <laughs> I've prepared my body for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh huh. Yep. I'm glad it was coffee, Ian. Yes you're drinking my landing strip <laughs> oh, dear god it's delicious <laughs> right you'd stop if it wasn't so good yeah right yeah, exactly yeah uh yeah so no i got some corvus mm-hmm. coffee it's a local roaster here in denver yeah yeah it, it was good it was only roasted like three days ago they do a good job yeah they do right yeah yeah uh Co- is
1: there any other coffee nerds? Do we have any other coffee yeah. nerds in the audience? Yeah, right. So I used to work at a coffee shop a million years ago. Uh-huh.
0: And Dave is just a fount of coffee knowledge. That That is my one true vice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I always say everybody has a vice. Yeah. Coffee is truly mine. Caffeine. Yeah. Um, I spent nine years drinking nothing but a variety of single origin coffees. So I could hone my palate to like specific regions and stuff, uh-huh. and and find what I liked, right? You know, find what I really liked. And you're, you you kind of live Central Central America, right? Uh, no, I my favorite are the East Africans, um. Mm. So and and specifically Yemen, even though it's on the other side of the Gulf, but um Yemen, uh, Kenyan, yeah, Ethiopian, yeah. Lo- that's kind of what I like too. Yeah, more chocolatey and fruity. My favorite of all time was always a Tanzanian pea berry. There we go. Yep. Yeah, that's great my, stuff. My favorites. Yep. Yep.
1: With a light, with
0: a lighter roast. Okay. I like a light roast. Okay. I prefer dark, like my soul. Yeah, <laughs> I I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I I've never met a Colombian coffee that I've I've truly like really liked. Mm-hmm. So Central and South American can be a little hit or miss for me. Yeah. We are having a Brazilian coffee today, and and I like it. Yeah. Um, well, because I like a lighter roast. Sometimes those have like
1: nice fruity. Uh-huh, yeah, very citrus. I, I like citrus yeah. too. Uh-huh. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, and it, it's probably, so whenever I would go to Fluid when they're um, that coffee shop here in town at like 19th and yeah, 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 Pennsylvania yeah. or whatever. Yeah, with the crazy brewing thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if they have that anymore. Last time I went there, it was gone. So oh, I don't know okay. if it was in for repairs or something. But for anybody who doesn't know, they had uh, what's called a clover. And it that's an eleven thousand dollar single cup coffee maker. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. Right? And it was it was invented during kind of the height of the pour over craze, which mm-hmm. pour over coffee to me is just bullshit because it's nothing but lukewarm and I, I don't like it.
1: Okay. Um but I like it if it's small. If you get a small cup. Okay. Then I'm fine I'm with it. Like done quickly. Yeah, it's like okay. a special occasion. Sort okay. Of, sort of thing. But yeah. yeah, to do like as a normal- Right. Like that's your cup. It yeah. takes
0: like 25 minutes and- Just give me an Americano. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Or just a really good drip coffee. Right. Exactly. Is sometimes just really yep. great. So. I would much rather have that than a pour over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, it was created during the pour over craze so that you could actually make a cup of coffee quickly, mm-hmm. you know, single cups of quickly. And it uses vacuum extraction. So it has like this crazy metal piston that like raises up out of the center and you have this puck of grounds that they squeegee off the top of it. It
1: looks like it was designed by the person in our podcast that we referenced a long time ago who said that they were thinking of getting into steampunk.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about getting into steampunk and coffee brewing. Right. And also I might be Tony Stark. Right. Yeah. And then that's, that's what the result would be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Starbucks bought out the company, Clover, and shut down the production for a while until they could figure out how to get those integrated into some of their stores. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, those coffee makers were going for a lot of money on like barista forums and stuff because – you couldn't get them anymore. Wow. And uh, I'm and they make a solid cup of coffee. It was delicious. Yeah. It was really good. And, and so when I, when I have something like that, I prefer um, Central or South American. Something with that more citrusy mm-hmm. flavor. But also the clover does an excellent job of cutting acidity. Right. And I think that combined with the citrus flavors delivers an amazing cup. They had an El Salvador like – El Salvador Three Sisters or something like that, that mm-hmm. was phenomenal. That was one of the best cups of coffee I ever had. Yeah. And I wouldn't get it very often. I wouldn't go get a cup of coffee from the Clover. And, and it was only like three bucks. So it wasn't like, you know, yeah. outrageously expensive. But every now and then I would be like, is that is that really as good as I remember it? Right. Like, is it just a gimmick? Do I have it like built up in my head more than it is? Right. And then I would go have a cup and be like, yep. Yep, no, it's good. It is just as good as I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know? Well, and this is something we could tie this back to cars, too, because there's this whole thought about coffee and cooking and all of those sorts of things where, like, the process um, alters your perception of, of it. Yes. And I know a lot of people make the same case with cars that, like, basically, if you do the thing yourself, if you... Do the modification or yes. the repair or whatever, it increases your enjoyment of it, or air, and it alters your perception of it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. there's there's that whole like hashtag built not bought kind of thing, right? You know, but I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, an exhaust is an exhaust. Yeah. You know, I I put it on versus a shop putting it on. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I I don't know if it like anything in a tangible sense manifests. But the 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 blood that comes from my hands that usually right. manifests. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the knuckle bleeding. Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I was talking to my dad actually a little while ago, uh, a couple of days ago, and we were talking about uh, having a pit crew because we're gonna have like kind yes. of a dedicated pit crew at the at the at the chump car race, which October, I will be part of. That you will be part of. Yes, and so we're actually gonna have more pit crew members than drivers, and it's gonna be they're gonna just concentrate on the car. Oh, okay, so the drivers can kind of like yeah not worry about it and i was joking about how terrible of a mechanic i am and he was like well you're not as bad as you say you are and i was like dad during the jump car last race or last year i touched the first time i touched the engine in the car i nearly destroyed it because what What happened well i forgot i I'm really smart, and I had to put some oil in it. Uh huh. And I grabbed the oil cap. Uh huh. With my bare hands after it'd been on track. No, for
0: Ian. Two hours. No.
1: Yeah. Those things are hot. Hey, guess what, Ian? It was really hot, Ian. I don't so want I just you to like burn th- your- I threw it, and it just like clank 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 down into the engine bay. <laughs> so then I had we had to fish it out of the hot hot engine bay. <laughs> oh, buddy. And I was like, yeah. That and I'm like, it's not so much that I don't know what to do, uh-huh. or that I can't figure it out it's that the execution is just not there with me <laughs> and i don't know what what happens between like i need to take this thing out uh-huh and and then the six hours that like i just black out and then i've lost six hours of my life and i don't know how it happens well that's typically from bleeding
0: that you <laughs> right and just blood loss. Yeah. <laughs> yes so, when they finally transfuse you and you come to, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, I was like, man, this headlight
1: is kicking my ass, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens. Its just it's just what happens,
0: oh, buddy, buddy, i that's one thing that i we were talking about going to the U pullet yard today, but we didn't <laughs> because we wanted to play video games instead. I think that's one great thing about the u pullet yard mm-hmm. is that, like, you learn how to take the part out you know, before you do it on your own car. Yeah. I really like that. Well, and
1: it's also like, man, we're just making all sorts of IT analogies lately. But so in my job, like for, in the organization that I kind of like learned in, we'd never had a lab, right? Right. right. So we were always
0: like, testing stuff in production which is yeah. not what you're supposed to do no but it's like you try to partition something off or minimize the impact of what you're testing yeah but usually in networks it's really yeah. hard to do that so right. you
1: end up breaking stuff yeah you know and then it makes you really skittish on the keyboard sometimes like yep. you're you're you know pressing enter like
0: oh, it, it, like it, you're cutting the blue wire you know right yeah like sometimes you'll look at that command yeah and be like uh, I, don't uh, right? I don't know, right? Right? Yeah. And then
1: you hit enter uh-huh. and then when the when you lose your console to the box you're yeah. <gasps> right? But right. anyway, so then when you're when you do get to go to a lab environment, when, uh-huh. you're, when you live your life like kind of testing and production and right. and breaking shit right. and then you get to go to a lab it takes a second to like retune yes. your brain of it, like it doesn't fucking matter Right, I'll just zeroize the box and start over right um, and so the U pull it yard is always the same way for me where like nice the yeah. first like couple turns of the wrench I'm like being really careful and right I'm
0: like, what the fuck am I doing just yeah. rip it out exactly exactly yeah. yes as long as you as long as you have bolt awareness right bolt and snap awareness mm. of yeah. what you need you know for your car yeah yeah exactly and I, I think one interesting aspect about the field of work that we're in, I think in order to, to be better in our careers, right, or to be better employees or or just be, maybe get more job satisfaction, I think is also kind of the recognition of a portion of our knowledge being siloed and being, yeah. getting better at call, at calling out the stuff that you don't know. Yeah. Knowing what you don't know, I was going to say, is exactly yeah. what they say. Yeah. Right. Know,
1: know what you don't know. And I mean, that's right. a majority of the bad. That's how everyone, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, that that's how people get to be called technologists. You know that job oh, title? Oh, okay, yeah. Like chief technologist? Yes. Which is the most, like if, ever, listeners, if you can convince, it's one of those jobs where like as long as you can convince a, a, a pretty small critical mass of people yes. that you are a technologist, yes. then you're a technologist. Exactly, exactly. Just like, yeah, yes, that's, yes. It's all it
0: is. You're exactly right,
1: yes. Yeah. You're like in charge of vision boards, uh huh, and synergy,
0: yep, and hashtag hashtag brands, and you can say you talk to vendors,
1: and then you just got to like make sure you refresh your jargon like every like six months to a year, yep, you know, yep. so just like stay on top of it. I think right now you can probably still get away with Internet of Things, yes, you,
0: yeah, yeah um, and you may just throw out IoT, I, oh yeah, or just IoT, yep. you know, yeah, you know when IoT hits, right, obfuscate it with acronyms. There you go. This yep. is Team Clearcoat career advice. Yeah. Oh, obfuscate, I like this corner. Obfuscate with acronyms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. TCC.
1: Um, LinkedIn is bullshit. Right. Obf- obfuscate with uh, with acronyms, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, and then mash new words together. So I was at a conference. Oh, God. Did I tell you about this? No. I don't know, but, t- but let's hear it. So uh, at, at my company's conference this year, the thing that we were all making fun of, because it's for engineers, but they always right. have like leadership doing yeah. their, their yes. thing up there. And like most of what they're saying is great. Right. But some of the, some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth, I'm just like, I, do you listen to yourself? Right. So they kept talking about mega trends. No. Mega trends. No. Nope. Which is one of those nope. things. Like when you, when you first hear it for like the first, like two seconds. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that right. but then you're like, wait a second. Fuck you. stop, <laughs> Hold on. Come back. Hold on. Wait, Wh- Megatrend, is that just a whole bunch of things that are all happening and point to one outcome? Don't we already have a word for that? Oh, yeah, it's fucking trend. Trend, yes. It's called a trend. So megatrend is one of those examples of a a word that means nothing. Right, right. Doesn't mean fucking anything because there's already a word, and it's inside the word that you just made up. (laughs) So you're just wasting time by appending... A useless descriptor on it uh-huh. to do to say the same thing
0: yep that trend means yes yes it, that's like saying i have happy happiness yeah right yeah yeah uh, well yeah you're using the same word yeah, yeah. the the thing that I, makes me rage hard is the word webinar <laughs> yeah would you would you mind attending this <laughs> webinar no. I mean, yes. I will join your meeting. Yes. Uh, yes. I will It's hop 2016. On the yeah. It's not novel anymore. Exactly. It's just a meeting. Yeah. Uh huh. This is just how meetings happen. Right. Screen sharing. Yeah. We can call it screen sharing. Yep. Presenting. Sure. That's, yep. Those, right. those things are, are yeah. describe an act that you're doing. Right. Or is it a class? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a presentation. It's a class. It's a meeting. <clears throat> yeah. Collaboration. Sure. Okay. We're starting to get a little fuzzy. Yeah. Right. Webinar. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Oh man I just want I want you to like Set up like an Out of like, like an auto reply In uh-huh. Outlook yep. Like anytime Anyone Will you join this meeting And you just automatically accept Yeah uh-huh. And then anytime that Someone says Join my webinar You reply Like when you hit accept it Fuck just, you
0: I will be there But fuck you It cuts to a vine of me <laughs> Like it embeds a vine of me <laughs> Webinar <laughs> Fuck you Yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I used to joke with my buddy Eric that was on one of our podcasts, the original owner of Dusty Rusty, Mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, He he's no stranger to profanity, Mm -hmm. Uh, much worse than you are. I and um, I was joking with him that in when I was over um, Microsoft Exchange and Office 365 and stuff for the organization, Mm -hmm. um, that what I could do for him is in Microsoft Exchange I could have tr- created a transport rule where it if he got an email mm-hmm. that was some bullshit and he just replied fuck you and hit send it would just be like thanks it, it, well <laughs> it would pick it up and then like put in like four paragraphs of like really like you know that talks about resources and timing and like that kind of stuff you yeah. know yeah i never did that because that's not really something you should do in a it's professional way something you can do. <laughs> That's probably one of those things like just because I have the power to do that
1: doesn't Mm -hmm. really mean I should. (laughs) So what we used to do uh, when I was in the military, and people would leave their computer unlocked? Yes. So, obviously, there's the the old standby of uh, changing someone's background to something really that they shouldn't be looking at at work?
0: Yeah, like that picture of me uh, running during the USA Pro Tour. That would be a good example of yeah, something uh-huh. like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jason yeah. and Eric and <laughs> other people that that's happened to.
1: But the other thing we used to do is set up um, – Auto replies.
0: Yes. In their oh, email. that's a good idea.
1: And so we would do it. So it, w- and then we would chain them.
0: Yes. And
1: get loop and get like reply. Cause in older versions of Outlook, yeah. you get reply storms going. Yeah. People had auto replies. Yes. So like we had one time three people in the office left their computer unlocked because uh-huh. they were all in the same meeting. Yes. Yeah. So- <laughs> We made it so that if any one of them sent in the email to the other, yes. it would just start doing a loop of like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well done. Because your tax dollars hard at work, Yeah, folks. right? Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Oh, oh then
1: the other uh, the other fun thing is just like uh, change someone's signature block so their name is misspelled slightly.
0: Oh, I like and that. see how long it takes them to notice. I- I, I did the thing where, uh, for someone who had to look at the keyboard <laughs> while typing, I swapped their M and N keys. <laughs> my friend tried to do that to me, and then I didn't notice for like three months. Because you don't look at the keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: do occasionally, right, like yeah. reset once in a while, yeah. just to get my home row. Yeah. Gotta, uh-huh. Get back to your home row. Or maybe you're like, where the
0: fuck is ampersand again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: But right. like for normal shit, mm-hmm. like bottom row keys, I never look at. So right. like Right. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was M&N. I uh-huh.
0: think it was yeah. what it was. That's th- the one to do. Yeah. Didn't notice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 God damn it. <laughs> IT pranks. <laughs> right. Terrible. The, my, I think my, the, the time where I almost got in trouble for something like that, uh-huh. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, mm-hmm. but we used to have this guy at an, at another job that I had where. For so, so we used uh, a ticketing system called Remedy, right? You know, yeah, you know, one awful. of the big, yeah, right. But so you know, you have your dashboard of tickets that are coming your way, right? Mm-hmm. And you have your you have like the ticket number, the person, you know, and you can rearrange all this shit, and then like a description, but the. But you, you kinda were dealing with limited real estate on the screen. Right. You know? And it's not like this wasn't back in the day when we all had like twenty-seven inch monitors, you know. Mm-hmm. We just had 17-inch flat screens. Right. If you were lucky. Yeah. Right. Uh, because there were still people <laughs> hanging on to CRTs back then. Mm-hmm. Um so for some reason this one guy would always start his tickets with an asterisk, the description mm-hmm. of the ticket with an asterisk. Uh-huh. Right. And it and We didn't know why, but they always came from this one guy, Hmm. right? So for some reason, I decided it would be a good idea to go into Active Directory and put an asterisk in front of his name and the global (laughs) address list. (laughs) And then it didn't, like nobody noticed. That's funny. And then his tickets started coming in with like two or three asterisks. Until the, it, it got to like a string and it was pushing information off of what you could see on the dashboard, uh-huh. you know? And so I just changed like his phone number to asterisk. <laughs> I changed like his middle name to add, like, I changed a whole bunch of stuff, you know, to asterisk. And then yeah. like finally one day, I don't know, like two or three days later, my boss called and he's like, Severnok, <laughs> I'm supposed to yell at you for this. <laughs> But you just need to fix it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. We used to, uh, so there was a guy that we worked with that was fucking useless. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, and he kept getting promoted, which is, that was because of government and all that sort of stuff. But so he, he just kept getting promoted. We, okay. We we're all annoyed by him. And our, um, Our login, our ACS that we use for login into the network devices, was set up so that if you mistyped your password three times, it would lock you out. Of course, yeah. So naturally, we locked him out of like- Just all the time. Of like every site that we managed. Yep. And just wanted to see how long it would take before he actually tried to log into a box. Okay. Uh And it was like- It was like two months. Really? (laughs) Yeah. No way. Yeah. Because we thought we were like, oh, it's going to be like the end of the week and that'll be hilarious. That he goes like nearly, nope, nope. Uh, It it was like two months.
0: It goes past that point of funny to frightening. Mm. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. It's like, ha ha. Oh. (laughs) Oh, shit. What does this guy do? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It was one of those situations. Oh, IT stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So-
1: for anyone who hasn't figured it out, this is not our car-related uh, podcast. That is the normal Team Clear Code episode, usually, mostly, yep, mostly, sometimes. Exactly. And then this is our do-whatever-the-fuck-we-want
0: podcast. So let's get back to video games because we okay. played more than Nuclear Throne. We did. We played. You You played a little Cranks and Goggles. It <laughs> <was> so hard. It <laughs> <was> so hard. <laughs> you do need some coffee, buddy. I, don't, I, I think I've had you so need, much caffeine that I'm food. now you need yawning. You some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, but it's this old timey, like what era pre-war race car? Yeah. Like twenties, yeah, nineteen twenties game. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's got like the, you know, uh uh like a, what's that instrument? The trumpet with the mute in it, like squirrel <laughs> like oh, yeah. nut zippers kind of fucking soundtrack, <laughs> you know. But it's like like it owns that period. And it's it's like got really cute and it has top-down graphics like uh that are a little isometric, like RC Pro Am. Well, what's funny about it is that it the, the perspective
1: is because it's not fixed top down. Right, right. It's like a helicopter is yep. following your car around. Uh-huh. It, yeah, like a RC Pro Am.
0: Yeah, for uh-huh. the uh, for, for the, the tire Right, the time period, which doesn't yeah. make
1: sense. But it, it is weird because you're not like it's not a fixed perspective mm-hmm. relative to the car. Right, so right. That's yeah. always it's that's a little hard to get used to. Yeah. And the, the, the physics of it are really weird. Yeah, they are unforgiving. <clears throat> yeah. 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 If you lift in the middle of the corner, you're spinning. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's happening.
0: Yeah, because you're on tiny little narrow tires. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I like that game. Uh, That was on Steam Early Access and I think I picked it up for five bucks, maybe five, six bucks. Nice. Completely worth it. Yeah. 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 And then we played Trackmania Turbo. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, that game's awesome. When was the last time you played a great local multiplayer
1: game? Yeah, I don't know. I think the only other one, so like for that style of game too, Uh I have F1 Race Stars that came out a couple years ago. You have to have local multiplayer for that kind of stuff. That one's fun because that's basically like Mario Kart with Formula Cars. Right with Lewis Hamilton big heads.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah. 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 That is a fun game. We played that at your house one time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. But Trackmania is Yeah, that was fun. Trackmania is one thing I really like about it is, you know, you you go to one track, right? And you can't Collide with other cars. You know, mm-hmm. you just pass through them. Yeah. And it's all just focused on who can get the absolute best time on that track. Yeah. Right? Without You don't interfere each other. Yeah, Nobody can be a dick.
1: And they're like short time trial type mm-hmm. things.
0: So you, it rewards repetition yeah, and exactly. fine tuning. It's fun. Sometimes yeah. the tracks can be as short as 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's multi-lap ones. It'll be a minute and a half or two. Yeah. You know? And it's, yeah, it does reward... um trying to refine and perfect, you know, specific corners and your lines. And right. and the physics are great, mm-hmm. you know? And goddamn, it's a pretty game. Yeah. It's made by NATO, a French company, so it's just like oddly whimsical and there's like giant pig blimps and, you know, right. donuts that you fly through. Right. And yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good game. Yeah, Trackmania Turbo, I highly recommend that game. Yeah. It's one of the few that I've bought day one um, for full price, I, I rarely do that. Hmm. I, I couldn't even wait for it to go on sale. I had, I was like, I want to go to there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, what are your takeaways from that game? What do you? If you if you could pick that up for the PS3, would you pick that up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a, that's a really fun game. I I, I really like it. I don't and know if they've made it for consoles before the PS4 Expo and one. Yeah. Expo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Yeah. Um do we have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We're gonna do some more on the connected cars and autonomous car stuff. Yes, we are. Um yeah,
0: we're trying to trying to be uh diligent about that. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a topic that just kind of <clears throat> it worms its way into so much of culture that we can't not talk about it. Well and it it's a it's a real
1: like it, like What we were talking about with the infrastructure thing is is really important, especially right now with the election going on. And actually, so I did a little bit of research after we talked about that. Oh, okay. Um, looking at the candidates, the presidential candidates, different uh, stances on, on infrastructure. Oh, okay. So they both are wanting to spend money on infrastructure. Um, but only Clinton has said anything about, has even mentioned, like, future-proofing. Infrastructure, like trying to oh. trying to build for that stuff, but and standardized, n- yeah, no, no specifics or anything, okay, uh, really. But it it really is something that I, th- I think is going to catch us out. Like we're nobody's talking about that side of it as much as we should be. I, I've heard it mentioned a couple times, but not 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 where we need to be, right? So the technology is really going to like the technology on the car side of it is going to. Is going to run away right. from from our infrastructure, and we're not going to be ready. Right? You know, it's not like, you know, it's not. It's like when the internet did that. Uh huh. You know, it, the the fix was simple. You just you, you start laying more fiber optic cables. Exactly. And, you know, building more data centers and right. Like that's something that 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 you can do because right. it's obfusc- obfuscated. That damn it, that obfuscated. Was, yeah, yeah. Because it. it the de- The data center doesn't need to be in a specific spot, right? You're
0: exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to lay fiber on top of old copper, right. It's what we call a greenfield sort it, of situation exactly. Not, and like we
1: can't just like move Chicago and start over exactly, right? You know? Yeah, no, that's a great so. that's a great way to look at it. Well, and actually so you you said something about laying fiber on top of copper, which is actually what what actually happens the the fascinating thing to me about the internet, and since we're in the after show, I'm gonna yeah. just
0: take this tangent. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is that
1: uh, the the internet is basically like if you look at the who owns the internet, the physical the physical parts of the internet, yes. so like the tier one uh-huh. uh, and tier two service providers. A lot of it can be traced back to Gilded Age shit. You know, okay. like railroad barons. Okay. You can draw a straight line from railroad barons to like CenturyLink. Really? Yeah, because. When when the telegraph was invented, oh, right? Yes, uh huh. So the telegraph wires were run along train tracks train because tracks, yeah. because of the way that the U.S. has a, a really unique way of doing um, uh, um, God, what's that called? When uh, like the the land around uh, egress, egress, yeah, like yep. egress roads and stuff like, or egress property and stuff, or like frontage, that. yeah, right. Um, and and property ownership is is yep. different in the U.S. and is everywhere else. And you know, uh, trying to do eminent domain is much more difficult, and all that yep. sort of stuff. Um, so you end up with these thoroughways mm-hmm. for communications, yep. and they basically trace the old where where train tracks were oh, okay. originally laid. Wow. So the telegraph wires became telephone wires became. You copper know, became you know copper t ones and all that, and then that became cable, and then that became fiber optics. Wow. Okay. Um, so all of the like, basically like it's why we can never escape the gilded age bullshit, right? You know, right? Um, because because of that physical component that that is now removed from our immediate view unless you know how it all works, sort of. Thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so I always think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When, when people talk about like. How the internet just like completely democratizes everything, and there is some of that, but like there's still that element that we'll right. we will never get away from, right? Because right, because it requires so much physical uh,
0: infrastructure. Oh
1: man, which is okay. interesting to me. So that stuff though is a bad. It's a bad corollary for for road infrastructure.
0: Yes, you're exactly right. right? Yes, yeah,
1: because right. I mean, unless unless we can actually figure out a way to take that like brown field of Right. Of our existing roads and... Magically. And some... Yes. Laminate it. Sprinkle a little government spending dust on it. And figure out a way to to standardize it all across the the country. Right. Then it's going to be really hard to bring that up to date.
0: It is. It is. So, like... So, where do you see in your mind, like... Because, like, let's say... From what we were talking about before where, like, we have one city that's a level five mm-hmm. and one city that's a level three. In order to have a city that's a level five, right, it would require complete recognition recognition, and wireless communication car to car of every vehicle in the city, right, as part of the overall autonomous infrastructure, right? Well, I, at or, at at the... or the image recognition technology would have to be off the charts,
1: right? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like it's probably going to be on the car makers mm-hmm. to do that. So I think it'll probably be with some geotagging, which right. brings its own privacy concerns. Right. To say like, okay, so I'm in this city, mm-hmm. my, I I can do level three only because I can't. I don't. I'm not compatible with their emergency vehicles.
0: Right. Oh, know? there you go. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Right.
1: Yeah. But in this city, mm-hmm. I can talk to. I can talk to uh, construction zones. I can talk to emergency vehicles. I can talk right. to to, to stoplights. So now I can be level five. Right. Right. You know. Um, so. Oh yeah. And then on the highway. Right. It would be totally different. So right. it's gonna. That. That's what I mean by like. In the future, it, we could end up if we don't standardize stuff, we could end up in a situation where you have to like. Call up BMW and be like, "Hey, I need you to send me an update so I can drive to fucking Connecticut." Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's just it's or you know what what happens when? Um, because the life cycle of software is so much shorter, and and the support expectations are so much different from what we're accustomed to with cars. With cars, you're right? And, and right. what car makers are, are accustomed exactly. to exactly? Because they basically. End of life, which right. would be the software thing of it, right? Yeah. After sixty thousand miles, or yeah, exactly. if you're lucky, a hundred thousand miles, right? Right. So, so then, what happens when we have, when you have a car that uh, is in a fleet and is, you know, a level five autonomous car that's just picking people up and dropping people off, right? And it gets to three hundred thousand miles, right? You know, is the software going to have a different support structure than right. the than the hardware of the car?
0: Right, because the hardware will last, right, you know right, yeah, and
1: and, and then or the hardware will start breaking down, right, uh, because that's what cars do, exactly,
0: ours specifically, <laughs>
1: yeah, and then the but the software is still going to need regular updates, yes, and, and care yeah. and feeding
0: right how how are they structuring to 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 do that? Well, what's going to be the first windows 95 <laughs> of cars right? Right. Right. Exactly. Where it's end of life and, and the, the manufacturer says, no, we are no longer updating it. Yep. You need to get something else. And that's
1: why that and that's why I was saying that Apple could be just going after that specific part of McLaren's business. Right. Because they could be they, they probably sense a need, rightly so, right that Car makers are going to be ill-equipped to yes. do these sorts of developments yes. and, and support and all that. And so they're going to be the one – they're going to say, like, L- let us run your autonomy software. Right. We're going to start building the machine learning. We're going to start building all of that stuff. Yes. So that way the Apple car is actually going to be a Ford or a GM right. or exactly. whatever. Right. And that's going to be like a module you can buy for it.
0: Right. Right. So so what would you think about – like? The possibility of retrofitting older cars. Like, let's say I still have my Saab, mm-hmm. right? Because apparently I'm never going to get rid of it. Yeah. And so in order to be compatible with mm-hmm. other vehicles on the road, yes, I'm going to have to manually drive it, right? It won't be autonomous. Right. Because you have hydraulic steering
1: and hydraulic other things.
0: Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of electronic, no drive-by-wire. Right. Right? Um, the So then the... Like, let's say, in order to be in a city, right, I have to have, say, something plugged into the cigarette lighter yeah. that is like a transponder, yeah, like you know, for tollways and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that other cars around it use to to right. calculate. And, and
1: that's gonna that's gonna be a big question too. Is like, are we gonna mandate that, right? Or or are we just gonna like maybe you you can't use certain lanes, maybe you can't use certain roads. Um, I, all I have these a, policy questions that we need to answer.
0: I have a feeling that it would be mandated. <clears throat> you right? think so? I do. It would be something like, probably like, you know, in, in Colorado, we have our emissions testing and stuff like that. It would be part of making sure a vehicle's roadworthy.
1: I, I could see that. I could see it being like, and, and this is what I would hope for actually, is that if you're in a city center. Uh, or on a highway, right. on, on an interstate, right. that you would have to... It would be mandatory. Right. That you would have to have something plugged into your... And there's going to be grandfathered things where, where there's no electronics at all. Right. Uh, where there's, there's no possibility of telemetry, basically. Right. But you have to have some sort of rudimentary car-to-car communication thing that you have to have plugged in and working right. in a city center or on an interstate. Right. And then once you get out of the city center, my hope would be that you could unplug it. So, like, okay. we could go... Drive up in the mountains. Okay. And drive our twisty roads Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about it. Right. You know, because that's gonna be more of a hobby sort of thing. Or you can go to the track and you can unplug it.
0: Right. Um but who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Retrofitting older cars is something that I'm very curious about. But again, that's a policy question. Yeah. Another that
1: that layer eight thing that we were talking about, and we're not addressing that.
0: Yeah. We're just, the technology's progressing too fast. So, I mean, so what if, what if Apple's possible acquisition of McLaren is not just integration in car electronics, but integration in personal electronic devices as well? Because we're all walking around with cell phones. Yep. Like this is how Google does traffic. Yep. They just watch cell phones move from tower to tower and, and the rate at which they do yeah and that's how they've they've really honed those algorithms to determine how fast cars are moving on roads, yeah because more than likely there's a cell phone in just about every car
1: well, and Wi-Fi access point to Wi-fi access point right. which is even an even finer
0: right yeah, more granular, yeah, right um, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure that's part of it, yeah, you know because again, if they can get in, if Apple can get in and th- th- this is why I think it's to, for them it makes a lot of sense if they can get in with their proprietary you know their they're kind of like proprietary dust that they like to sprinkle on right, stuff right right and and own the protocols that mm-hmm. that allow the cars to talk to one another right then that's going to be a huge business for them it is cuz they can they can license it they're they're set up to support that stuff so basically if your starter breaks you're mm-hmm. going to take the car back to the Ford dealership right if uh if your car-to-car communication doesn't work, you're going to have to drive to the Apple
0: store. Right. You know?
1: Right. Yeah. And it's that's that's another, like, layer that we're not thinking about. Right. So the, there's a possibility that that's going to be completely third party because the car makers just aren't ready for that yet.
0: Right. Oh, man. God, I don't know. I don't know. I re- I think that there's a hook with the mobile devices, though. I think Apple would probably scope it beyond just the car itself. Well, and maybe that'll be how you retrofit. Right? You know? Yeah, there's like a Bluetooth transponder that you plug in and you have your
1: phone. To your uh, ODB 2 port. Yep. Yep. OBD. Shit. Yep. OBD. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy. (laughs) Broken sway bar. Yep. Uh, Yeah, OBD 2 port, and that'll Bluetooth to your phone. And Mm. I mean, that's basically, and you know, your phone has an accelerometer and all that sort of stuff. So that could potentially be
0: your 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 way of uh communicating between cars yeah right yeah oh i don't know god what are they doing yeah right and i guess they just had a whole bunch of layoffs in the apple car division and mm-hmm. apparently it's a shit show just from yeah from rumors and stuff like that so who knows yeah who knows i don't know yeah Weird. huh all right well we accidentally talked about cars let's wrap it up okay all right i am on the internet at Nuck, Nuck goose uk Nuk Goose Instagram Twitter Ian is on the internet at I roll so hard E Y E roll so hard Yep Instagram Twitter follow him
1: and also we're both on uh, Discogs Yes we're both on Discogs now Well we'll do this on the next after show We'll talk about yeah. We'll talk about Discogs a little bit more Yeah and uh, and our record collecting But we're also on Discogs we're using the same uh, things so User IDs Yeah you can see our collections One, and mine once I fill it in and Yours once you fill it in because yeah. you just created an account Yeah um, but yeah, if anyone else is into record collecting, check us out on, on Discogs.
0: Yeah, friend us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then Team Clear Coat, send us an email, uh, teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. What else should people do, Ian? Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, do that. Tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, wear a t-shirt. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sharpie your own t-shirt that says Team Clear Coat Podcast because we don't have any yet. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We, we got to get a team clear coat t-shirt. We need an alternator workshop t-shirt. <laughs> alternator yeah. workshop. Alternator. Beep, uh, beep, beep, boop, yeah. beep, 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 I knew the toot was coming at the end. It always does. God. It always does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess Tumblr if you want. Yeah. If you're one of those weirdos. No. Um, and then I just want to give a shout out to my buddy Alonzo and say what's up and I hope stuff turns around for you, buddy. I'm pulling for you. So, yeah. So, there we go. Okay. All right. Ian? Dave. Good job, buddy. All right. Have some daffy. Okay.